Great relationships are the underpinning of our mental health and well-being. Join me, Joe Wilson, the Relationship Rejuvenator for Is This Love Podcast, designed to level up your relationship skills with short, succinct and well-researched tips from not just me, but other experts in my field. For more information, head to relationshiprejuvenator.com. And welcome to part two of When the Intimacy Wanes. This episode, I'm talking to you about what you can actually do about it. So we talked about the common snags and this episode is all the how-tos as seen in the counseling room when I get to support individuals and couples and launch them to success. So firstly, it is so normal for intimacy levels to wax and wane throughout life's challenges. It could be lack of sleep through parenting, through illness, stress, and of course, uncertainty and lockdowns during a pandemic. You've got these alarming terms that I've been asked to write about for the media, such as intimacy, anorexia, and they certainly do provide the shock factor. And this means when you withhold intimacy and starve your partner of all the elements of love. But really, it is kind of normal at some stages in your relationship. You're kidding yourself if you're not going to be smooth sailing intimate the whole time. So the disconnection may indicate a simple need to realize that there's apathy and you need to fine tune your communication and conflict skills and just make sure that your relationship hasn't been shoved into your long-term, I guess, implicit memory that you don't even really have to think about. So couples that do maintain a consistent level of intimacy realistically anticipate that things are gonna go wrong in life. They also are admired for their daily uh, intention, their small efforts such as attentive listening and the beautiful little rituals that those couples have that secure their foundation and know that they are there for each other. So not only do they still flirt with each other, they do keep themselves fit and as alluring as they possibly can because that's still respectful and kind. What you signed up for is often not what you get realistically down the track as we age and have children and experience adversity, but it is still your responsibility to front up as the best versions of yourself. So here are my top 10 tips for overcoming when the intimacy wanes. All right, so firstly, check your antenna frequency. Is your attachment antenna, it's your imaginary one on the top of your head, tuned to a healthy frequency. So if you've enjoyed a positive, enriched childhood, connecting with your parents and caregivers naturally, um, understanding that you're loved, that they're there for you, that is a beautiful head start. Not everybody got this. And so your inherent need to survive and thrive can have you turning up your antenna to a high alert for rejection from others. You could be extremely hypersensitive to feelings of anxiousness when you sense that someone might let you down. You could be clingy or needy to try and control your partner in order to keep you feeling safe. So those that actually turn their antenna down too low means that they're independent. They avoid closeness. They try and do everything on their own and even avoid um, being too close to their partner. Um, These people really feel safer when they're distant from them. 
because then they feel less likely to get hurt. So both of these high or low frequencies are your best attempts to cope, to avoid the insecurity of your threat and bond to those that you hold dear and close. So understanding the needs of your anxious or avoidant behaviors is a really helpful start. You might even see this in your partner if it's not your own. So step two, turn into your internal newsreel. What toxic words are you speaking into your life? What, you know, when you're washing the dishes, driving, surfing, whatever you're doing, what is it that you're saying to yourself about yourself? If you allow, allow life's waxing clobbers and thrashings to permanently wire yourself in self-deprecation and what you can't do, you're going to be trapped in pain and isolation from your self-criticism. So a really, really good place to start is think about what you're saying to yourself. So how do you do that? You write them down, be aware of them, put it back into your conscious memory and think about when you're doing in a task, when you first wake up in the morning, what are you saying and write them down. Think about how did they come to fruition? Where and when did you buy into these toxic thoughts? Number four, write down three decisions you will make as a result of these experiences to avoid future pain. So what have you decided that you will do to protect yourself? And is that really serving you now? Is it holding you back to protect yourself and make yourself less vulnerable? Maybe you're doing other unhelpful behaviors. Number five, now why don't you invalidate your ingenious design to adopt these self-preservation behaviors so that's natural to want to protect yourself. We are wired to keep ourselves safe, but maybe you're doing it in all the wrong ways. Number six, write down three ways again that these decisions are not helping you enjoy intimacy and true closeness. Are they holding you back? Number seven, what three or more feelings do they evoke? How do you feel if you are not enjoying intimacy and true closeness? Is it serving you? Is it helping you reach your goals for a fulfilling, intimate relationship in the future? Number eight, ask yourself the benefit of bravely expressing this to your partner. Tell them what's going on for you. Tell them about your background. Tell them about why you hold yourself back. Try and use your feeling words because they will understand you better. Number nine, write down what life-giving, motivating and nurturing words you could be speaking into your life instead and ensure that they infiltrate your world. How do you do that? Write them down and paste them up, have them on reminders on your phone, make it visual because then you'll remember. Number 10, discuss what you need from your partner moving forward to truly gain the deepest intimacy you both deserve. So that's a brave move too, isn't it? So your inherent relational design means that you are healthiest when you're intentionally contributing fully to your chosen person and the wonderful joy when they do the same. So there you go, lots of to-dos there, a 10-point list, get your pen and paper out and uh, enjoy that process. If you need some more support, I'm so excited. There is a 10-day relationship restart. It's a recharge for your relationship. So head to relationshiprejuvenator.com where you can sign up. There is information for the taking today. So it starts from 10 July 
there is an early bird price which is $37 until Monday the 5th of July so don't miss out because it almost doubles in price so I look forward to seeing you inside and I can't wait to give you those 10 days of bite-sized tasks and I'll be supporting you all the way with live Facebook um, presentations um, Q&A's and I can't wait to see you there Thank you.